listeners. Welcome back. It's time for Maya, my yoga audio, and I'm your host, Megan Morgan. And today I want to introduce you all to Jessica Bruni, an amazing soul that is a pure of heart, mindfulness coach, artist, the program director at Music Changing Lives, host of the podcast, Are You Being Gentle With Your Mental, and so much more. We met through previous Maya guest, teacher, and friend, Jill Weston of Breathing Space. And last year, Jessica invited me to lead a yoga session as part of an ongoing web series that she hosts called A Day of Healing, done in partnership with the NAACP, among other major sponsors. The kind of person Jessica is and the kind of work that she does is exactly the kind of world-changing person that I love to host on the My Yoga Audio podcast. And I can't wait for you all to get to know her too. As a young woman in this emerging world, Jessica isn't letting anything hold her back. She works closely with her family and is a firm believer in community, connection, and healing. Jessica. Welcome to the show. Hi, Megan. Thank you so much for having me on the show. It's just so nice to be able to reconnect with you for this year. And so thank you so much. Yeah, you're welcome. I should mention to listeners, you're based in LA, right? Are you in Los Angeles? SoCal raised um, and born. (laughs) (laughs) At least we're in the same time zone. Sometimes when I have people on from other time zones, it's a little tricky, but at least we're here at the same time. But you're up in SAC sometimes. Yes, everywhere. And then actually, I know I grew up like in the Pasadena area when I was younger and went to school in the Inland Empire. So I'm CSUSB alumni graduate as well too. And so just a little bit east of LA is where I was able to build community. Awesome. And you were in Sacramento recently because you have a show called Homecoming, I believe at the Crocker Museum going on right now, right? Yes. So I'm actually a member of the Sacramento General Woman of Congress and we actually have put on an exposition called Activism Through the Arts. And it's very special to us because we've been able to include over 60 artists to speak about and showcase art from social justice to empowerment to self-agency, environment, and health and well-being. And I just want to be able to honor our visionary leader, Joan Marie, who isn't with us no longer. And also Faye Love is one of the sisters that were a part of this movement as our first initiative to launch activism through the arts. And so that's going on. Um, It started in August, August 5th to October 31st. Even with homecoming, full disclosure, I was actually gifted this opportunity. Um, It was spirit-led. Joan Marie actually called me on Christmas of 2020, and she invited me to be a part of the Congress. And I was like, what? Like, me? Are you serious? Like, wow, this is amazing. Like, I was like, okay, I'm going to pray on it. Tell me, you know, what else you need me to do. And if if it's of alignment, we'll make it happen. Did so and was able to move forward with building out what I would be able to provide and continue to do. And I just love her so, so much. Um, We're actually going to be doing her virtual uh, memorial tomorrow. But, you know, I just honor her because she really 
inspired me to literally just be myself. She didn't want me to change my language, change it up, become somebody who I wasn't. She knew the integrity that I had. She knew my heart and she wanted me to be able to provide that for the community. And so homecoming was really an invitation for the world to put wellness at the forefront. It was really for us to look around and what we actually have been, you know, placed in this pandemic, but also know that we've been at home, but understand that we have a sacred space um, in all of our homes that we can create something like wanted to access, like, you know, do a self-reflection. What are you missing? What brings you joy inside your house? What is something maybe you haven't touched in a while that you can be able to open up and, you know, feel that moment for just some self-care or self-love at that time? So homecoming really, it was birthed back in 2020. I had no vision of what I wanted to create. I had to intentionally continue to fast. I was actually called to fast each quarter of this year from the divine, from God. He was literally able to give me the vision after my second fast. It was like creating a space that looked like a cave. Hmm. Um, like, you know, because I'm my ancestors' wildest dreams. They didn't get to have these things that we have. And so really creating a space as if they were around, surrounded with nature, but they had tools and you know, sage and all type of things to just really honor. And so I wanted to create that all together. And it was it was very successful shot. I actually was just me and the film director, Donovan Johnson. And so I I'm really thankful for that opportunity. But then I never I didn't even know it was going to be showcased. I had went up to see the exposition for the day before just to check out everything. And, you know, it kind of gives like, okay. And they were like, well, we actually have your artist statement. And there's like a TV and we can show your video. I'm like, okay. I'm like, wow, like, let's do it. I was like, this is the real message that I want to give out to the world because it's about six minutes long. So it has a bit of a a story in it. And then um, a meditation at the end with some sound healing. And so I've just been able to receive so much love. People are telling me that they've received their own homecoming. People have sat there and did the meditation. They're so thankful that they added mental health into the exposition. So it was, I, I seen it as, you know, after I reflected and came back home, I'm like, I had to show up. I had to show up and place myself in that space to be seen, but also to be heard and recognized. And I want to inspire the next to do the same, that when you feeling that, uh, like that in your gut, like, oh, uh, should I go? do it, you know, because there's so much that could be unknown for you if you just take that first step. And so I was so thankful how literally now almost close to a year of planning homecoming. It's now in the, in our, you know, our state capitals, uh, museum, Crocker, and I've been able to even get it now shown on a national platform for a women's business conference called Power Your Dreams by NABO. So October 17th through the 19th, they'll actually be showing Homecoming as the first video into the conference. And so I'm very thankful for the growth of Homecoming um, and want to continue to just to spread the message for everybody to take that moment and see what their sacred space is lacking, for them to take a moment to be inspired by the breath that is in their lungs 
and be able to really go within and create and welcome themselves home. Oh, that's so beautiful. And it's the ripple effect of what's happened, right? So this was kind of brewing for a year and you're like, I'm just going to work on this. I'm not sure where it's going. Now it's a feature in the show. Now it's going to be the highlight of another conference. You're getting feedback from people about how it's changing their lives. And it's, it goes so beyond, you know, the original thing. And I think really powerful, authentic work has that effect on people. Like kudos to you. That is amazing, Jessica. I haven't gone to see it yet, but I'm going to. So now that we know it's up until the end of October and it will be profiled again at another conference. So everybody make sure you make your way over to the Crocker Museum so that you can see that. And you mentioned as part of this homecoming and creating this safe space, this you know haven in, in your home and yourself. And so it brings me to think about, are you being gentle with your mental podcast? Which also I have been on Jessica's podcast last year. It's in the link in my bio. So if you wanna go and have a listen to that, we talked mostly about my book, but a few other things, but she has great guests on there all the time from all walks of life talking about amazing and inspirational things. So go give it a listen. Are you being gentle with your mental podcast with Jessica Bruni? And if you want to just tell us kind of what got you started into wanting to do that kind of work and, and to host that sort of podcast. Yeah, you know, you know, when it comes to my life, I've really had to take moments of like deep self-reflection and just figure out like what a mentor had told me, like what is mine to do? And so when I graduated back in 2016, I felt like that was like the real world for me. I'm like graduating from college. I'm like, okay, God, where do I really go? Who do I really impact? And I started with the 21 day intentional fast and an intermediate fast as well too. So all my fasts, just for everybody for clarification. But, you know, in those times, back in 2018, I, I kind of found out about podcasts. There was a gentleman called 19 Keys, Gary V, that were doing podcasts. And I'm like, I can do this. <laughs> I can do this too. I was like listening to them inspired, like on my drives, instead of listening to music, I'll be listening to podcasts, taking notes. And I was like, okay, I want to do this. I was like, I have, you know, it's a unique story. I was like, there's some things I could talk about. I can reach out to a few people. And so 2018, I was like, okay, I'm going to do it. And then I would start learning about it. It became very popular over the time. Didn't put no action to it. Didn't take a step. But then in 2020, actually, after a few protests that I had went to for Breonna Taylor, George Floyd, you know, I'm out there in these streets and I'm like, what is going on? I'm like, where is like, I didn't feel like a, a lot of positivity happening. And I'm literally like sitting one day in my mom's house and I'm like, my mom's like, you need to start some conversations around positivity. And God brought that question to me. He's like, start to ask people, are you being gentle with your mental? And I have felt like, I have felt it like that's what the podcast is going to be called. And so I had started just doing, you know, random check-ins with my friends on IG Live. You know, we talked about family. We talked about their creative fields of where they're at currently right now, dealing with anxiety. And, you know, from doing those lives, I, I was like, you know, I wanted to really kick it off on a, like a, a real platform. 
Um, and so I, I took it off from there and it just started going. And I remember my first guest, one of my guests were my friends, my closest, one of my closest friends called Price. He's an independent artist right now. And we just, and honestly, it would just be like axing people. It's like, I believe that statement that closed mouths do not get fed. I truly do. And, you know, if you want anything in life, just ask for it. The worst thing that they could say is no. But no, for me, is just next opportunity. It doesn't close the door. It doesn't put me into a negative space or makes me festering like this hate in my heart. No, it's just like, okay, that wasn't for me. Let me go ahead and move to somewhere else. But all the people that I've genuinely asked, it's been so easy. It's been open. They've been open to share with me their life even if they don't know me. And so with connecting on the podcast, I've been able to reach out to close friends, dear friends that have told me to reach out to like Jill Weston, a very great friend of mine that, you know, mentioned you to come on and was like, this would be amazing. And so I was just like, I am thankful for people in my life that also helped me connect the dots to make my dreams my reality. You know, I have visions of doing this ever since 2018. And it finally came to spark once I actually, you know, put action behind it. I remember my mom always says, if you love what you do, you're going to have to put work behind it. And so I got to work with my podcast and now I'm on my season three. And it's actually highlighting the activism through the arts, which is just so important. So it's really pulling all creatives from different walks of life and sharing those, you know, those four categories that we're really highlighting right now all around that are very, very important. I don't even know where to go next because now you've brought up so many things that I want to ask you about because activism through the arts, so you're the program director for Music Changing Lives, right? Can you tell us kind of about that work and what that program does and, and what you do for them? Yes, you know, Music Changing Lives, I would say at least for me, I was birth through that because my brother is the CEO and founder. Oh. Um, truly inspired because I grew up in a musically inclined family. So for some that may do know my story, I actually was born in a blended family of 14. So there was eight boys and six girls. Dang. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I love it though. And I was actually the youngest growing up. So growing up, I was the baby and I literally, my brothers, musicians, artists, uh, producers, songwriters, incredible. I'm a fellow musician myself. And my brother Josiah, as an artist, you know, he got into the game at a very young age, really seen, you know, the negative parts of it and some things that they don't really share. And it was just like, you know, I actually want to create a different route. And he was able to start Music Changing Lives for underserved communities um, and really helping those kids that were like, you know, just getting, I mean, kids like him, if he could be honest, if he was here, he would share with you. He got kicked out of Los Angeles County, you know, um, our environment, gang related, you know, just seeing many things that were just negative. And he felt a shift to want to put a positive impact. And that was music changing lives and got kids involved to teach them how to own their intellectual property. And so from ever since then was able to build programs through community centers, through after-school programs. And now we're literally in a robust after-school program with the Moreno Valley School Unified District where I was actually able to come come along and be able to help impact that community because we had grown to like six sites 
And we really needed to continue to showcase what these kids have in their hearts. Um, you know, for me, I thank God I wanted to play the violin. But some kids are forced to play these instruments that they don't like, where we give them the opportunity to choose, to have a choice, you know, to say, hey, no, I want to be an artist or no, wait, I want to try how to be a DJ. I want to learn how to play keyboard. I want to learn how to sing and give it a shot. You know, after school programs are so needed. As I mentioned, I had a very large family. I was in, I was getting babysat. My mom was a single parent. I didn't have, I had to be at after school programs, you know, or I had to be at other family members' home because my mom just didn't have the time. Mm-hmm. And so with the position now, it's literally like a full circle for me in my life when I look back at it, like, you know, from a, like an outside, like, wow, you know, I was a musician. My mom, she did, couldn't work. And now we're giving those kids the opportunity to plant the seeds in their hearts, like, hey, you can be an artist, you can be a musician, you can be successful at it too. And so we do give them outside opportunities as well. You know, there's the, our students have played for the Oscars, they've played for, you know, different, even elected officials. And so we've been really able to, to create an environment to empower our youth. Um, and with their talents and give them the opportunity to showcase their arts. And so I'm so thankful to be a part of the work that we do around arts education. And it's been so expansive ever since uh, actually the pandemic. You know, we're helping underserved communities get food during this time. Every Wednesday, we're giving the San Bernardino County, you know, food and being able to give them supplies that they will need to continue to be better humans. And so really, I love where Music Changing Lives is growing to. I look forward to the future for this organization, but it's truly for the community. And one thing that I know we loved been doing the campaign that started was No Justice, No Peace, but it's KNO. And that was our first art mural Mm -hmm. for the All Black Lives Matter in downtown San Bernardino, where we actually invited the community to come paint this mural for us. So every stroke on there is done by the community. And it was so beautiful because I remember it was a girl's birthday and she was turning six. And I said, 10 years from now, she'll be able to come back and see that same mural and know that the community was actually there in harmony, in peace. And they knew what peace and justice looked like by coming together. And so really it's about the legacy when it comes to the work that me and my family does. It's beyond just me, it's really about we. And my mom, she, she actually came up with this really good statement that we cannot keep on like not saying, but it's true, it's a better me leads to a better we. And once we really do honor that, I believe we can really start to see a beautiful change into this world. And starting from something uh, like music, I was fortunate as well growing up to have access to music lessons, both inside of school and outside of school. And it's one of those things, especially if you can choose and you enjoy what you're doing. It's such a, a creative outlet is so helpful for the mind. Like when you think of all the mental clutter and the things that affect us, if you're able to express through musical form, some form of creativity, even the arts, like you said, painting a mural. So if your jam is more about painting or drawing, like having that creative release does so much for the mental state of a person. And if we can start with our kids, like when funding gets cut, 
to schools, typically that's the first thing, right? It's music and arts. And I had a very brief, short career teaching art in a, a local middle school here and the funding got cut. So I couldn't continue on. And so programs like Music Changing Lives are so needed because if the school can't fund it in that way through part of the curriculum, then these after school programs are literally lifesavers, right? For some kids, like you said, they might not have anywhere to go after school and find themselves in trouble or going down pathways that they wouldn't be exposed to if they were doing something creative like this. So that's amazing. And congratulations to your brother and your whole family for just continuing to keep this alive and not just alive, but like thriving. And it's you're going to hear stories, I'm sure, from these kids their whole lives as they grow up and the impact that it's had on them. Yeah, we've been able to now since um, it actually has been a 23-year-old organization. And wow. so students that began in the beginning actually now work with MCL, giving back to youth and showing them that, hey, you actually can continue to make a positive impact. There's organizations that have a very high return rate. I'm here. I'm one of them. And showing them as an example is just incredible. So to be able to see that, I know I know that there's more work to be done. I know that there's others out there seeking opportunities like this. And we really welcome them um, because we want Music Changing Lives to be statewide, nationalwide, everywhere that could be it's for the community to really continue to impact um, one mindset at a time. Oh, yeah. And now I'm wondering if, because I'm thinking about like all the lives that you impact and the list is a mile long of the things that you do, but how we also connected was through a day of healing. And I think that is still ongoing. I, I still get emails from you occasionally. The dates and times, I'll apologize right now. I can't I can't make it mesh with my schedule, but I want to, and I want to be able to attend some, even if I'm not teaching at any of them. I think what you've organized and the one that I did participate in last year was very, very powerful. I was actually really emotional. I walked away from that, but not emotional in a bad way. It was just like we were connecting from all over, not even just the state. There were people, I believe, from like Louisiana, Missouri, Mississippi, I want to say there was people from like the South and the Southeast who were on that call. I mean, it was nationwide. So tell us about a day of healing, if it's still ongoing and where people can find out more about that. Yeah, you know, a day of healing was also something that was birthed through the unjust and unrest that we were feeling through our brothers and sisters mm -hmm. um, at the time. And I was so thankful for the mentorships through my brothers, like Josiah Bruni, the president of the NAACP, SB chapter, Chache Wright, because they were out there protesting and they were still seeing negativity into the streets. And when we had came together, I was like, let's turn this around. Like, let's really at least try this approach of coming together in a virtual safe space because we can't physically to be together. Let's talk about the issues that we're facing in the community. Let's talk about Eight Can't Wait, you know, or a website that you can see the different laws and continue to work with elected officials to change policy. Um, and and so when and let's also invite them on the call. Let's invite you know police officers. Let's invite concerned community members to begin to heal as well too. And so and practice wellness together. And so 
that started in June, actually, of 2020, and we did it monthly. And then this year, we were on a quarterly route where we were just going and we just finished actually ours in, in August. And it was for the activism through the arts, which was very special because, as I mentioned, we've gotten over 60 artists involved, but we don't know these people like personally, at least all of them. I know I know a few personally but not everyone. And so we really wanted to hear from the artists, you know, what is your why? You know, how did you get inspired? Um, How can people continue to support you even beyond your work? Because sometimes you'll go to museums, these people either have maybe have passed, maybe there's not even a great, like, you can't really, you don't know how to follow them. But that's what I love about activism through the arts, because it's very interactive. We have our QR codes, we have information about the artists to really connect with them. And so our latest day of healing was very, very special. We will be having another one November 19th. And we call it a day of healing because there's actually three sessions. So on Pacific Standard Time, we do one at nine, one at two, and then one at seven just so we can make it very inclusive for others to be able to join. You know, maybe if you sign up for the nine o'clock, but that day of like you can't, there's still a seat for you at two o'clock. There's still a seat for you at seven o'clock. But we really take the moments to talk about or raise awareness about other organizations that are doing very positive work that need to be spotlighted. And then we also practice wellness together. So we meditate, we do yoga together, all in a virtual and safe space. And a lot of people continue to come back because they're seeking community right now. And so it's really turned into a social movement for choose unity, you know, choose unity for community. It's really going to take you and I to create the world that we really want to see. And so I'm so thankful for our partners like the NAACP, Music Changing Lives, and even the Compassionate Region of Sacramento to come on board and to continue to do the work with us because I can't do it alone. I don't believe this work was actually meant for anybody to do alone out here. And if people are feeling that way, they're on a fixed mindset and they need to actually look around to see actually who can continue to build it brick by brick about a new world and a new change that we can see and a healed one as well, too. Because we know that healing literally is a marathon. It's not a sprint. Oh, my goodness. I've got chills just like listening to you talk. So much flows through you and in terms of a day of healing, so somebody from more than one person from the Sacramento, what did you say it was? Sacramento Compassion? Yeah, the Compassionate Region of Sacramento. Okay. And it was, I think it was on Facebook. So it was people that I didn't know were reaching out to me and, and asking me to teach. And I was kind of like, it looks really interesting and it's cool, but I don't know what's happening. And then when I found out you were associated with it, and of course I had met you through Jill, and then you mentioned it to me and I was like, sign me up. But I feel like all those other people, it was just like the precursor through meeting you. So somehow in meeting and connecting with you, I was like, oh, this is totally for real. And this is totally okay. And this is you know what I mean? I just trusted in you completely that something you were associated was going to be okay. And it, and it was completely right. I mean, there was, there was somebody, I was kind of starstruck. There was somebody who was like a former Miss USA or something. The, the, one of the other teachers who was presenting that night was like somebody who was kind of famous. And I was like, oh gosh, here's little old me with my yoga routine. But you know, she was there the same reason 
as anybody else, right? Was to experience this moment of healing together. And it was, you have a special gift for, it's just, it's being you, but then other people who want to share and believe in, in what you're doing, you have a knack for bringing them together. So all these things that you do. So now I was, and I've been aware of this for a while because of course I follow you on Instagram and it's beautiful. And so I know you do mindfulness coaching and I feel like just following along on your feed, I am just the best and just be you. It's like a little daily dose of mental mindfulness every day. So I love that part of it because it's like this little snippet of wisdom from you or beauty or both every day or when you post. But tell us about the mindfulness coaching you've been doing. There's some great testimonials on your site. So what's that been like? You know, it's been such a beautiful journey. When I was younger, my mom was a teacher and I got into the field of education and really wanting to give back to the community. And so I felt like that's where coaching kind of started from, like that seed of wanting to help people, you know, be able to remove those like obstacles that they were facing or, you know, really talk about a goal setting that they wanted to get to. Because I've been goal oriented probably ever since I was in kindergarten. My mom is like a USC alumni and she swears that like literally at kindergarten, I was like waving by, like ready to just enter the world and knew I was going to go to college. And so, you know, it was very, um, inspirational to be able to see that I wanted to begin here. I know I talked about an intentional fast and a lot of downloads come from that. And so after I graduated, actually, God had told me to begin with the mindset of his people. And from there, that's when probably 20, so that was 2016. I literally took me about four years to officially start my business though. And if I probably, if I didn't, I don't know what I would be doing, honestly, if I wasn't doing this work. I would still be impacting the community and the nonprofit sector, but I wouldn't be doing what is mine to do, if that makes sense. Mm -hmm. Because this seed was planted in my heart. This seed was planted in my mind. And it feels, I love waking up to do what I do. I love being able to share somebody with somebody that, you know, I would, I really became somebody I needed the most, mm-hmm. I say, because for me in college, I, I've never gone to therapy. I actually would tremble, you know, going near the counseling offices because I knew I probably should be in there about what I was dealing with, but I just never had the courage to begin doing those first steps. And so being able to create that space with somebody else is healing in my own personal journey. And when I'm speaking, I'm also teaching myself and being able to truly be gentle with my mental is still how I see an everyday life for me. You know, I'm waking up, checking in on my mindset. I'm waking up and letting me know that I can maintain a positive attitude in any circumstance that that negativity that I can actually, you know, revert that energy back into the the universe. And so, you know, being able to now sit in rooms, like, you know, virtual (laughs) rooms with people on a state board, you know, um, and help their organization be able to be mindful is amazing to be able to sit on a national board and help members become very intentional with their language is very impactful. I, 
I cannot believe to even think that a decade after high school that I would be in this position. But I'm very thankful for listening. I'm very thankful for knowing and understanding my truths and knowing that I actually have the power to create the world that I want to be in. And so I really thank my grandmother, which was a spiritualist. She prayed for our family. You know, um, my grandfather is a pastor still, minister still, you know, praying over us because that's what led me into my spirituality. That's what made me okay to bring God wherever I am, to talk about his mercy, his grace upon my life. There's plenty of situations that I can even bring up now during college where I probably thought I wasn't even going to make it to the next day, where I could have lost my life because I'm drinking and driving, right? I'm doing things that are not safe. I wasn't being gentle with my mental. I literally tell people too, if I can literally be honest with some people, because some I feel like people maybe try to put themselves in this perfect box, but no, there's been a box that I had to get out to be this person. You know, just the best was almost just the mess at one time, you know, so I had to clean it up. I had to say, I had to forgive myself. I had to forgive myself to be in this light. I had to forgive myself to be in this position. Um, And I'm very thankful for that I learned those lessons out of I mean, at a young age to me, I'm just 29, but I can speak from experience that it can be very revolutionary, that if you don't think it will be televised, I'm for sure going to tell it at least. And I'm not going to tell that lie. I'm going to tell the truth. I'm going to stick to that. (laughs) Oh, you said so many things I want to go back on. One of them was, you said, God said to you, speak to me in the language of my people. Is that what you said? So for the vision that I was actually, the download that I received after my intentional fast was to speak to the mindset of his people. Um, And so that's where I began to, you know, learn and discover how to become a mindfulness life coach, because I wanted to begin with the mindset of his people. Oh my goodness. And then the other thing I wanted to ask you about was the fasting. And it's something that I've I've heard about it. I have a couple of really close friends who do regularly do fasting. But when you say 21 days, I'm kind of like 21 days of just like, what what does that, what does that entail for you? And it's, it's curiosity because I think it's interesting, but I think it's curiosity because people can also learn that this could be a tool that might help them if it's safe for them to do, you know, medically, depending on what it is. But I wondered if you'd share about that. Definitely, you know, always ask a professional for um, if you're seeking any type of change of your diet, you have, you know, medications that you're taking. But fasting for me, I, for me, it's, it could be from social media, right? Maybe we need Mm -hmm. to take a break from social media. Maybe you need to give 21 days without going on Instagram, maybe 21 days of Facebook maybe 21 days from somebody that you're having confrontation with, but you, and you just need that break from them. Maybe you need to have 21 days of journaling where you're just writing your thoughts out. You're writing your day out. You're, you're writing your dreams out. Do you dream? You know? And so I feel like there's all type of different fasts. You can literally Google how many fasts there are and there'll probably be a thousand. But Pick what fits best for you. When it's the brand just for you, it's go towards what draws you, what you feel comfortable with doing. Don't try to 
to copy somebody else, be that unique being that God placed on you to be on this earth to be. Because I feel like with when it comes to fasting, it's very personal. It's very like, you know, it's a, it's that time to say, okay, I need to remove this out of my life. And for me, I could, uh, for the food, you know, I had first did chicken and I remember I wanted to get chicken out of my diet. I had cut off, like, um, I stopped eating red meat and, and pork back when I was in high school. So probably 2008, um, I had stopped eating red meat and haven't gone back since. And then when I fasted in 2016, I did chicken. And then I still did more research about why I should stop eating chicken. And in 2018, I completely stopped. So I haven't eaten chicken since then. And then every, so every fast for me could be something different. I could be placing whatever I feel I need a break from, where mm-hmm. I need to get removed out of my life, or if I need to change and habit, be able to, so it could become a mindset. I need to take the action of fasting, releasing for the 21 days so that I can be able to have a more of a, I, I say a wholesome, rare, holistic lifestyle that I aim to be able to go for. Because even with labels, right, pescatarian, vegetarian, and all things of that nature, I just want to be me. I just want to be just the best. I want. I don't want to empower others to be the best themselves as well. I want me again. I want you to be the best, you know. And so, if there's anything in your life that you're ready to fast for, choose the next 21 days when you're ready to. Or even if it's not 21 days, even if it's three days, even if it's one day, do it, you know, because that would be that mind switch to a growth mindset because you have actually taken the action to do so, girl. <laughs> You are a powerful, I can't, you're so wise beyond your 29 years that I can't, I'm left a little bit speechless over here. And I'm, I did see on your website that you do do speaking engagements. No surprise there. So do you have anything coming up on the, on the horizon and in terms of speaking or any other program, I mean, not that the other 10 things we've <laughs> We've mentioned that you do don't keep you busy, but do you have any yeah any speaking engagements coming up? And where should people go to your website if they are interested in in bringing you on for a speaking engagement? Yes, I actually do have a tab where if anybody's interested in collaborating with me or reaching out, I do have you can access me there. Or even if you want to go through my Instagram, I know my link tree has, you know, past articles I've written. It does share um, RSVP to the Day of Healing, my podcast. So I'm very connected on there. If you even wanted to just reach out to me about an opportunity, I know as far as on the horizon, I'm very excited because as we mentioned that homecoming is going to be on a national platform, which is NAVO, which is the National Association Women Business Owners. So they're actually going to be having a Power Your Dreams conference, a women's business conference from October 17th to the 19th. And I'll be the presenting video, but then I'll also be having a breakout session for mental wellness and health. And so I'm very excited about that opportunity that I'm in the works with them creating. Um, And just really, honestly, the next one will actually, I'll be speaking to the University of Riverside for the Women's Resource Center. I'll be speaking with the students about mindfully giving. 
And so I'm really happy about that because it's like a Friendsgiving, but it's really going to be mindfulness tools and something I'm being able to create and start there with. So my goal is to be on a college tour. So I may be at the next city or um, being able to be able to give back to the students. And so that's something that I want to be able to continue to create and manifest in a real lifetime. So that's Uh-oh. something. So that's it. I, okay. So we need to get you. So that's at UC Riverside. They have a lot of campuses. My daughter's at UC Merced. <laughs> so I'm like, who do we need to contact to get you? I know Merced's not as exciting as LA, but um I will go anywhere. Life is exciting, okay? <laughs> <laughs> it's a great school. For me, it's this is like the little shout out. I had never heard of UC Merced before mm-hmm. living here. And um it's the newest UC campus. It's all brand new. It's so they're like they have an 80-year development plan there. She's in science and sciences. And um, so it's just phenomenal. Everything's brand new and all new facilities. And it's the best thing. But then I tell people, she goes to UC Merced. They're like, where? Because <laughs> it's in the middle of nowhere on uh, the Central Valley. But it's a great school. And they could, there actually is a really high proportion of students of color. I was a little worried initially because I was like, uh, she's like in the middle of nowhere. I feel like she might you know, kind of have this weird experience. And they said, no, it's actually got a really high percentage of first generation college students and also students of color. So it's this wonderful, like little college city, you know, full of diverse kids that is great. So they would, I'm sure they would love to have you as a speaker. So we need to get in touch with somebody at the UCs (laughs) to do more of that. If you work with the university, book Jessica Bruni, she'd be (laughs) provide all the mindfulness for the students. (laughs) (laughs) So what is, as we kind of move towards wrapping up and thinking about your amazing, like your personal life, your motivations, your aspirations, and you have dropped so many gems and wisdom bombs, but just like percolating your future. So speaking more and wanting everybody else to be successful and activism through art music changing lives, talking about mental health, facilitating a day of healing. And I also love how you said, if you can't make it at nine, there's a spot for you at two. If you can't make it at two, there's a spot for you at seven. Like even just the way you've set that up is like, there's always a seat for you here. And if not on this day, catch us next month or next quarter. You know, when we do this, it's that you're, you're never out of time. You're never out of space. There's never not room for you. And that's an incredible concept. So bearing all that in mind in terms of what's ahead for Jessica and your plans, what is on the horizon? To be a millionaire, to be... (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Honestly, I know I was sharing with you just recently, there's a book I'm currently reading, you know, we should all be millionaires. And I truly believe it. I believe that we have the power, the access, the growth mindset. We have the knowledge now. Uh, We're literally in 2021. And so just for me, as far as to beyond just like literally being a millionaire, I I know my mom was asking me like, you know, as far as like, what do I aspire to be? And I said, I authentically me, wherever I am, I want to be able to not change. I don't want to switch up. I don't want to have to be in character. I want to truly be Jessica Ursley Bruni every day of my life. I want to be able to continue to tell my story. I want others to be able to find what also makes them who they are, their unique being. So that's that's currently me. I 
I, I tell people, you know, keep the foot on the gas. And that's what also I'm, I'm going to take my own advice and just keep on going and, and literally growing, but also take moments to, to connect to. I think as much as busy or, you know, as many things that I do, because I remember even being a teacher, I used to remind my students that I was an octopus. But I feel like even with my life, it's become that. But it's like, it's a field of just many different avenues that I can continue to either bring revenue or continue to inspire others to do the works that they want to do. If I can do it, you can do it too. And don't think that it takes a, I guess don't overthink the process, just trust the process. And that's even my own me. Like I said, y'all, I'm speaking and teaching for myself because I know at times I can overthink things. But it literally, as you mentioned, it can just be a flow once I start to get into it. And it's just really um, the spirit really talking through me at this point. I believe it. I believe it. And ways you can support Jessica as well. I mean, obviously, she's a mindfulness coach and she has events going on that you can attend and purchase. She also has merchandise on her website and she has a beautiful custom designed mug that says, I'm rooting for you. And are you being gentle with your mental? And I just, it melts my heart when I see it because I am definitely rooting for you. And I want to encourage people in whatever small way they can. You can order a mug, you can listen to her podcast and share it. You know, we all become rich by enriching the lives of others. So supporting the work of people like Jessica, not just her personally, but the like seven different organizations she's affiliated with. This is what it means to work and give generously in community. And it's how we all like think and grow rich. Like I think about that book that you're reading, like being a millionaire, being rich in mind, body and soul really translates across so, so many levels. And that's a really beautiful really beautiful thing that you're doing. And I want to thank you for making this time in your such busy life to come and share with us just a few. I think you should write a book. <laughs> I think all of this needs to be written down. The person that told me that. That's why I'm like, like literally going like that. Literally some like somebody like that's very close to me just been telling me like, Jessica, you need to write a book. I'm like, how do I start? Like, I was like, I don't even know where to start right now. I was like, no, no. Notes from this podcast, because I'm like, I need, I'm trying to, you know, focus on you, but I want to go back and listen to this and write down some of the things you said, because it was really profound, wow. really profound. So I encourage you to listen back and you can make notes on your own podcast. I know you've been listening to everybody else's and, and taking notes, but there is a lot coming from you that is is so... It's divine, it's insightful, and people are, I had chills several times. And it's because there's truth coming through you that people need to hear. So I'm really honored that you chose to share this truth with me and with us tonight. And I hope I can just bring more people to you, right? Because I think people just hearing your voice, they're gonna benefit so much. And and hopefully they will return that graciousness to you. And listen, if not, we have, we've made that reconnection. So mm-hmm. I hope that moment you are inspired to truly be yourself megan and i just want to thank you and just your beautiful family for just creating a beautiful space in this world everything every member in your family are doing something amazing and so i'm so proud of you guys and to know you Oh, thank you. I can't wait till I can see you in person next time in this this wild ride that we're all (laughs) on and 
want to thank Jessica. I also want to thank podcast editor Wanda Abney, who takes care of all of that for us and make sure it sounds good for all of you. And also a thank you to freesound.org, who provides our intro and outro music by independent artists who generously share their musical talents and gifts with us. And so, Maya community, it's time to sign off once again. Thank you for bringing your mind to be on the mat and tuning in with Jessica Bruni and I, and we hope to see you next time. Mm -hmm.